of your love today baby you guys ready for this all right now we're back to my voice wow man it was nice to see you barry white see you later man yeah thanks barry we'll talk to you at the end of the show yeah come back he just left he just left wow those are good 1920s um sounds that were made i love that how they would take things on radio and make different sounds. you did good there jordan yeah 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 all right so the gang is in the room today and we are going to get right to this topic because um it is one that i think if you've been married for any amount of time uh you're dealing with some level of intimacy affection uh the environment let me say these words the environment of sex not just the act of sex hey if you are a single guy if you are a young man listening to this episode we also have a segment in this on how you can learn to develop uh, affection for women and how to how to do that in the season that you're in so that when you do get married, you are more informed and able to handle this. So you see this. The title of this is Give Me Some PT. Finish Good it, Rodney. For you. Good for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barry White's cousin He's over back. there. He's back. <laughs> Barry White. <laughs> you know, so I was singing that cadence with Raina. Uh, a while back. We were running. <laughs> we were running. We well, had to tell the whole story. Like, okay. Now, to be fair, also have to be nice because Raina listens to this obviously when oh, she runs. <clears throat> so I'm not embarrassing you, Raina. I'm really not. But it's so if you've ever been in the military and they sang that cadence, give me some PT. Uh, so we were at the gender reveal and Raina and I were sort of behind. We had to take care of some stuff and they were ahead of us taking pictures. And I said, let's run. And so it was quite a decent little run. It wasn't far, but it was right. decent. And I said, want to sing some cadence? And she said, sure. And I was like, mama and papa were lying in bed. <laughs> you know, mama rolled over and this is what she said. Give me some. Give me some. <laughs> PT. PT. Good for you. Good for me. Good for me. Right? <laughs> and she was like, oh, my stars, that's not nice. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. I actually got to do it in that rig. Yeah, that drill instructor voice. Oh yeah, that raspy. Give me some. Yeah. Oh, that PT. was per- that was perfect. Go for you. Go for me. Boy, you <laughs> oh have that gosh, voice. That's good. You have that voice. Now, to be fair, the the Marine Corps was probably writing that after they read Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and PT means physical touch. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. So anyway, All let's those talk about that. Guys love the five lang- love language. Book. Oh, don't they? They're they're in it. All right, so here's the angle I want to come at on this episode. Let's say uh, you have a wife that is not very receptive, Mm. maybe even possibly giving, that is the environment of affections not there, and you're not quite sure how to handle it. Okay, so let me start out talking about um, a tough spot. I want to go ahead and get this one out of the way right off the bat. All right, let me talk about the tough female response here. Why, possibly why some, not all, 
why some females um, have a hard time with affection. And, and to be honest with you, I'm getting it out of the way first because this is a very serious um, area that I could spend another one or two episodes on. But mm-hmm. let's talk about why um, they can't. Then I want to get show you more practical ways of what you can do about it. Okay, Most females feel like they've been hurt and abused and exploited by men. Mm. This is why they have a tough time responding um, to the initiation uh, of their husband. Now, listen, definitely some can use it as an excuse, but I'm talking about why they might feel this way. Here's a um, statistic I read. One out of three, like one out of three, if all females in America have been sexually abused. Wow. Now, I thought that statistic was a little, like, not, I thought it wasn't accurate. I thought it was too high. Um, but I checked, and the more and more you check them, they're, they're, Fairly accurate. One-third, if you will. One-third of all females have been mm-hmm. abused. That's insane. Think about that in some way. Or now, state that they have been abused. Or Yeah, right. Now, let me let me qualify, like even abuse. Like, I, I have three daughters, and I can tell you right now, they'll tell you that walk by any construction site or, or some, you know, in, in a mall, and there are men that absolutely objectify them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were out of country on a trip. And straight up, this guy looked at, was it Rihanna? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Was Rihanna? Straight up, right there in my face, just looked at her and started asking certain questions. And I just stood right in front of her. And in my mind, I'm like, dear Lord, I'm going to prison in another country. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did. But I had to step in. But he knew knew that I was the father. But right there, even in my presence, he started saying certain things and asking certain questions. And I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Well, for the most part, men aren't objectified by that. But the average female has, okay? So in light of certain levels um, of abuse or being objectified, in light of that, this inhibits their response. Mm -hmm. We know that some females, for various reasons, not all but some, have a very poor self-image, like guys. And so that's a part of it, okay? Some have been brought up in a home, or they've heard a mother or a grandmother or some married friend say this to them. Okay, listen, this is a reality, after 25 years of counseling, these are things I hear. Okay, this is what has been said to them. Boy, sex is something you just have to endure. It's a terrible thing. Play the game. Act it out. It's just emotions you have to go through in marriage. Don't tell your husband. Some have even been brought up in the idea of some kind of twisted, and I've heard this more than I would like to hear, that the, the biblical logic that sex is under a curse. Mm. Like the the high the idea of it, like it's the result of the curse. Like oh, I don't know like how anybody, yeah, Genesis, yeah. Like I don't yeah, know how anybody can get any theological gymnastics that you do to come <laughs> up with that. Yeah, uh, but some just don't have an appropriate biblical view of an an affectionate affectionate environment. Okay, so again, reasons, not excuses. But guys, you have to be uh, open to why. There are there is the lack of response. Yeah. Okay, now men also we're vastly different than women. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can compartmentalize things. So here's the way I explain it: Women are global, meaning what's happening in at their job affects what's happening at home. Believe right. it or not, in the kitchen. Yeah, what's happening in another part of their world, if you will, that you and I think is totally unrelated, actually. Relate so everything is global to them. Everything relates to everything. Yeah. Everything and, and and it's you know it's important to underscore because like for example the, the a good a good 
a good reference point there, for example, in the statistics you quoted. So there's a lot of conjecture about them because they're notoriously bad at because the definition of what sexual assault is right. is all up and down the ladder. However, what it does prove is that regardless of what the definition is, a large percentage of women perceive that they have. Yeah. Right. And if perception is reality, mm. that is the reality. Exactly. So right. so whether or not you think that what somebody's past is contributing to the situation, it yeah. may very well be for her. Oh, right. exactly right. It may not be logical for you, but it'd be very logical for her. Right. And not even, we're not, we're not even, I'm not even using the word sexual assault. I'm just, I'm using like abused. And yeah. to some women being abused is like, you can't even pull up to a stoplight in a car without a guy rolling down his window and saying something crude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I like, like to my daughters, I consider that abuse. Like if I'm in the car with you and you say that to my daughter, yeah. like, I'm not going to go, well, honey, that's technically not sexual assault. So, you know, be, be nice to that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, do it again. Yeah. And there's issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's my whole point. And to Rodney's point, nonetheless, that's sort of um, how they perceived it. Now, men, men are not global for the most part. We're like filing cabinets. Mm. Um, yeah. We literally have the ability to pull out a drawer, put something in a file, and shut the drawer. And never open it again if you're Jordan. Yeah. Oh never, right. <laughs> now, let me illustrate what I mean by that. So, Guys, have you, have you? I know you've been in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Like you come home and you've had a you have a fight with your wife. I don't know what it is. You have words. You're in disagreement. Maybe you're grumpy or something, and you can tell she just sort of begins to shut down. And then I don't know. Ten minutes later, you're done with the argument, and and you're like, "Hey, uh, want to go to the back room?" And she's like, "What? Like, no." I mean, so what you've done is you have, men have the ability to sort of like. T- shut down that argument out of your mind yeah. and then look at your wife and go, oh man, you know, like, hey, you want to, yeah. you want to get physical right now? Mm. And she's thinking, absolutely not. I'm yeah. still, I'm still trying to find out where the problem is. Yeah, right. right you know, <laughs> no, but that, a, uh, a lot of people think that's like, it's like necessarily one is better than the other, mm. but it just means you're going to have different problems because when a girl is going to be global and she's going to like, she's going to face everything kind of like right now, like, mm. How she's feeling is how she's feeling. Right. But when a guy, if you go back and now that argument is revisited, you have to open back that file. Right. And then those same emotions are going to come out, but you're going to be like, man, how did I how did I just jump to that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't know who said this, but it's been said for a long time that men are like microwaves. Yeah. You know, women are like crockpots. And Adrian Rogers said this, my mentor said this years ago, he said, if you want the oven hot at night, you have to light the pilot light in the morning. Mm-hmm. So in other words, men can come home and just think, you know, I can come home, be grumpy and grouchy. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, hey, let's, let's, you know, be affectionate here. She's like, absolutely not. Like you, you, you can't just treat me like that. And to the guy, you're thinking, well, I really wasn't treating you bad. So I, I understand that. So let, let's talk about how you can create guys, how you can create um, an atmosphere of affection and what does that look like? All right, here's the way I frame them. Um, you, you cannot have what I call or, or create an atmosphere of guilty pleasures and vending machine love. Yeah. If we're not careful, we can try to guilt our wife um, into being affectionate. Now, qualification here. I don't always mean necessarily like having sex. That's not what I mean. Okay, remember, sex is not just the much the act the Bible describes as it's an environment. Mm. 
Sex isn't a part of the relationship. It is the relationship. Yeah. It's everything, yeah. right? It's it's holding hands. It's winking. It's encouraging. It's uplifting. It's 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 supporting. It's not just getting your needs met. So what do I mean by guilty pleasures and vending machine love is here's here's the way a guy thinks like that. If I can make my wife feel the weight of my needs, surely she's going to provide. Mm. Oh, she might. And to be honest, there are times, you know, when when Rain has been like, it's been a rough day. Like, I can see that, right? And she's affectionate. Here's another way. If I can get my needs met, man, then I'll love her. Mm. Well, think about how selfish that is. Yeah. You know, you 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 can any of us can guilt somebody into doing something, but it won't last. Yeah. A guilt response doesn't last long, and so your wife should not be, guys. Your wife should not be your vending machine. Yeah. So if you if you're sort of coming at her trying to make her feel the weight of your day or the weight of your emotion, I'm just telling you right now, probably nine times out of ten, you're gonna be disappointed. Or let's let's add one that let's add one that somebody may use as as a, an excuse the okay. weight of, the weight of your loneliness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I that's mean, a good is, one. This God telling us He wants us to draw near to Him, and you can very easily use relationship as the scapegoat. Right. It's the distraction so that you don't need to. So when oh, you, wow. you're feeling vacuous and you're feeling like you're not getting attention, you're not connecting it's easy to try to point in the physical realm and grab on and hold on to that thing and 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 don't be surprised if god intentionally starves you of the one thing that you're idolizing instead of mm. turning to him listen that's an excellent point now um reina in almost every episode of um, encourage radio almost every episode says it all comes back to is your tank full in the word, in yeah. worship, and in prayer, because no one can meet all of your needs. That is such a great point, yeah. Rodney. And I do tell, you know, and you've heard it before too in marriage counseling that your wife is never going to be able to meet a hundred percent of your needs. Right. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. And in expecting that, so I get it. Uh, I'm a guy. Yeah, there's been many times I've fantasized about certain scenarios when I go home. And again, not I don't I don't just mean sex. I mean like I, I the laundry's going to be done. Uh, dinner's going to be made. My wife's mm-hmm. going to be smiling and happy. And everyone's meeting you at the door. Yeah, she's going to be wearing a bikini, and I'm, you know, and, <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean. I yeah. apologize, Raina. Yeah. No, you know, you know where I got that from, Gary Chapman. Um, oh, yeah. So I was just called into ministry. I was 19, almost 20 years old, and my pastor said, "You need to attend this seminar." It was before he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. He had a, se- a seminar called Toward a Growing Marriage. And he said, guys, most often you, you, we're, we're driving home and we are just picturing our wife in a bikini. And even further, he goes, she's in the kitchen and she's making bacon. And you come <laughs> home and she's like, oh, this is my wife. Well, <laughs> that's never happened. Yeah. Okay. So again, to be fair, to be fair on this, um, you've got to Rodney's point. She's not going to be able to meet all of your needs, and it may just be that in your loneliness, God is bringing you back to Him. But let's go back to this point. You can't guilt your—and you shouldn't guilt your wife into loving you. There's an old adage, how you get people is sort of how you keep people. Mm. You don't want to 
keep your wife around loving you out of guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want it to be genuine. So don't treat her um, like a vending machine. That's not Listen, real inti- intimacy no, either. it's absolutely not. She's sort of faking it at that moment, right? right? So whenever there's conflict or blaming, um, you, you guys, what we do is we get this tr- st- um, strategic line of logic that just sort of maybe leaves her feeling like, well, gosh, why don't I feel this way? Maybe I should sort of get this response. And what is what happens? You lose. What do you lose? You lose trust. Yeah. When trust is lost, affection is hard to create. Mm. Wow. For sure. When trust is lost, uh, tr- affection is hard to sort of create. And that's the number one thing we want to learn um, to build. here. Here's another one, though. A lot of guys I'm learning play the detective of love instead of the doctor of love. Mm. So they begin the process of sort of interrogating their wife into affection. What? Wow, that sounds so romantic. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me give you examples of that. Don't don't you love me? Mm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And again, not just meaning sex, but like, let's, you know, don't, don't you love me? Like if you loved me, then you, you would want to be affectionate towards me. That's so manipulative. Here's another one. What's wrong? Mm. What's wrong? Here's another one. What did I do wrong? Mm. Here's another one. Don't I provide enough for you? Like the things I'm doing, do you not recognize how hard I work, the house you live in, the clothes you have? Like, honey... The Lord's blessed us. Our, you know, we're blessed. Yeah. So, I hate to say it, pay up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Think and, about that. And, and this, this is not. This is just to point out here. This is not to say that emotions or physiological interaction can't be used as a weapon yes. in the wrong way by yes. either party. Yes. And so, but that's not what we're talking about here. Right. We're, in fact, I think you've got another podcast this, uh, yes. planned for the, you know, emotional or the sex is a weapon type yes. response. How does, how does a man handle that? How does a godly man handle that? But this is what, this is what we bite off. Oh, come on. That's and it. have to chew. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. So yes, this one's aimed at basically as a guy, am I and where am I contributing to the environment because there's a lack of right. affection? Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a great way to say our that. part of it. What is our part of it? Yeah. A whole other episode is what if you do have a wife that is using um, sex as a weapon or affection as a weapon, like they're intentionally withholding it and until you change your ways mm. or until this happens. So yeah, we're going to talk the other side of that page um, in an upcoming episode. But for this one. I do hear a lot of guys through the years that have said, my home, my wife is just not as affectionate as she can. And then I begin to ask questions, and often it's these two areas. They're sort of uh, trying to guilt them into that, or they're trying to interrogate the, uh, them into that. Okay, guys, hang on. Right, you got to be man enough to hear this. If you're interrogating your wife or if you're making her feel guilty, all of this comes from a place of insecurity from you. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So when we're insecure, hold on. When we're insecure, we often want people to feel our insecurity. Yeah. That means we have to get them down to our level of Bro. insecurity. Oh. Dang. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Then my wife's just operating out of double weakness. And that's not yeah. genuine heartfelt. Feel my pain. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Exa- I mean, that's that's not genuine. That's not real. Now, stop, 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 stop. I'm talking about affection here at this point. I'm not saying you should not have a relationship where you don't come home and your wife feels your insecurity. That's not what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on. So there there are many days I come home and Randall's like, how was your day? And I'm honest. I'm like, I was insecure here. I doubted my decision here. I felt worthless at this moment. Like, I questioned everything. Okay, in me saying that, I'm not basically saying, like, Raina, let's get intimate. She is at, she is clearly asked a question like, what were my feelings during the day? Yeah, you yeah. guys are working as a team. Okay, that's You're not it. trying to guilt her into, like, doing something for a- you. Exactly. Correct. I'm talking about the average guy, which I've been there, that come that is driving home from work, and you're playing this scenario out in your head, my wife should know I've had a bad day, therefore X, Y, Z is going to happen. Mm. You get home and X, Y, Z is not happening. And that's when you either guilt or you interrogate. Uh huh. Okay, so don't bring your insecurity home in that area of affection. Bring your insecurities home and say, it was a rough day. You know, my boss responded this way. My employees didn't show up on time. I missed the deadlines. Like, what? Like, you should, like, to Jordan's point, you should be able to come home and work together. Uh, through those things as a team. But specifically, we're talking about why are you not getting affection and the ways you are inappropriately trying to get affection. And Mm. if you're inappropriately trying to get affection, that's just going to further reinforce the mindset of your wife. Yes, come on. That it's just not going to be, you're not genuine, you don't actually love her, you're just doing it out of like... Yes. Like your primal instincts or something. I don't know. No, no, no. You know, like, no that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's, yes, I, I agree. It's not that I don't agree, but I also think there's another layer here. So we grow up and we, a lot of what the first woman you ever learn how to love is your own mother. Right. right. The first man a, a girl ever learns how to love is her father. Right. Fathers and, and mothers set the, the pace or the example mm. for how they love their spouse, how yeah. they love. And so you'll easily find a man that says, you know, I go in, I put in 70 hours a week. Uh, that's how I show love and affection. Right? I pay the bills. Yeah. You have a wife that will say, I cook, I clean, I take care of the kids. That's how I show affection. Wow. Right. I don't have to say the words, right? And it goes both That's a great words. Point. It goes both ways. And so there's also I'm hearing also there's some training. Yeah. Yeah. You there's training on both sides um that could benefit from this. Oh yeah. I, mean, I know we're talking to men here. Oh yeah. But you Definitely, have to yeah. first it has to it has to start with you because yes. if it doesn't start That's with it. you yeah. then then it's going to go nowhere and if you're supposed to lead by example right. and you're waiting for her to make the first step mm. you're already behind yeah. the power curve well, well well said you just basically summarized the podcast that was awesome yeah so literally this is what it means to lead so this is an area where you lead if if the affection is lacking in to your point Rodney in, not in all cases but in most we're going to deal with the other side of that script but to your point if affection is lacking what are you what are you as a man doing to lead the way to create an affectionate environment? Yeah, right. That's, That's what good. we're examining. Exactly. Ab- absolutely, absolutely correct. So in in the in, uh, interrogation part, what's the loss? The loss again is trust. Yep. And so what we're trying to build here is trust. So what do we do about it? Let's answer. That's you know the title of the podcast is like how can I you know create an, an environment of affection? What do I do? For, first of all, create an atmosphere of genuine affection. Mm. Right. Like, she needs to know that she's safe. 
Yeah. She she needs to know that you can be trusted. Like you're trying to develop trust, but it's not an atmosphere of sex. Correct. It's, it's absolutely not. It's an atmosphere not. of of like trust. Exactly. You're emotionally like helping her. Yes. Along, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Here's the way I say it. Don't just light candles for sex. Light up the heart for trust. Mm. Most of us, we only, you know, light up the candles, if you will. Like we create the environment. Like, you know, I love Valentine's Day, but gosh, Valentine's Day is so cliche-ish in so many ways. Like anybody can buy flowers. Anybody <laughs> yeah. can buy chocolates. Anybody can go, you know, make a make a reservation at a, at Yo, a you restaurant. You know what I did what? for Valentine's what? Day? I, I baked. I you, put in the work. You mm. did. I baked scones. Wow. Because, I remember that. Re, yeah, I did that last year. I made scones because I remembered that that was her favorite thing. So you guys, you guys got to step up. Are you telling <laughs> me to step up? Yeah, I'm saying y'all got to learn how to bake or just <laughs> have a sister that actually knows. <laughs> <laughs> or wait. <laughs> My anniversary is on Valentine's Day. So yeah. Or near oh, it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got... You made it easy for yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> conversely, he can't use the, you know. Right. You know, yes. anniversaries are so commercialized. <laughs> Zach, exactly, oh Rodney. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yes. that's true. But you know my point I'm trying to make about Valentine's Day is is, is what I'm saying is, clicheishly, we try to just buy flowers, buy chocolates mm, right. you know, off holiday. Like, we try to just do those things. No, no, no. It's, it's, an, it's an atmosphere. Of yeah. it. So create an atmosphere of genuine affection. What do I mean by and, that? And don't, and this isn't, I did, okay, I did it. I baked the scones. What's uh -huh. going on? Yeah, oh. please, yeah. Why have you not just capitulated right. and showered me with affection? Right. There's a whole plate of scones. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's, There's only two of them were eaten. I yes. even made frosting. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, how funny. What do I mean by that? Again, you got to make her feel safe. Yeah. You got to make her... You got to establish trust, yeah. yeah, and that's in the little things. That's in it's all the little things, right? All all big things are made up of a thousand, a million little things. Mm -hmm. And establishing trust also means earning earning it exactly. Yeah. Re repetition exactly. You got to earn it. Here's one: create the desire mm. for affection. Like, don't feel entitled to it. Yes, you're married, and yes, the Bible is you know specific in certain commands of how to give and receive love. And the Bible says, I know what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, don't withhold sex for except for Sundays, you know, second Corinthians somewhere, you know, I, I get oh, that. Like, don't, yeah, <laughs> don't withhold sex except for the day of the Sabbath. Like I get that. And so the husband's going, I mean, six days a week, you know, and you're in, and, and so forth. That, that doesn't happen. Right. So we're not, we're, we're talking about creating the desire for it. Don't feel entitled. Listen to me. Whenever you feel entitled for something, that's when the devil steps in and just causes ruin. Yeah. Right. But you have to create the desire for infection. Here's what I mean. Expect more from you than you expect from her. Mm. Oh, wow. That's good. You got to lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Marriage is about sacrifice. I mean, that point blank. I mean, marriage is about, and, and to like going back to your point, Ronnie, as soon as you said that, what you're talking about, I thought marriage is just like life. It's it's a dance. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. And Raina still teaches me how to do um, Texas two-step appropriately, no matter how many years we've been doing it, because she sort of grew up doing it. And she's like, sometimes she'll count the steps for me. You know what I mean? So I, just because I'm leading her in that doesn't mean she doesn't have a still have a voice in that. Correct. Don't feel entitled to affection, right? To, to Rodney's point, to some respects, you have to earn it, okay? Let me ask you this question. What if only one person is participating? Mm. 
What if you do all this? Yeah. What if you take this episode seriously and for six weeks you try to do it and there's still no response? Okay, let's ask a few questions. And this this will cause us to go even further and deeper in the conversation. Let me let me ask, have you ask questions. Here's one: Have I consistently avoided the mistakes that antagonize the problem? Hmm. Like, in other words, am I still argumentative? Am I still guilting? Am I still interrogating? Am I am I not giving? Okay, so affection is like a bank. It really is. Um, if if I always withdraw money from my account and never deposit, eventually I'm going to be bankrupt. Yeah. And so one of the things that, uh, and I know you're in the middle of making a point, no, but go. one of the things that, that hits me, and you always say this about children, but same with adults, for every one positive okay. comment that you make, or I was just sorry, I was like, However many negative comments yes. that you make, how many positive comments is it going to take to overcome yeah. that wow. picking at, pointing out the, the mistake, pointing out the wrong thing? Mm. Exactly. I mean, they tell us still um, statistically that for every one negative, it's, a, it's around 42 positive statements that have to be said oh to gosh. overcome the one. Yeah. Wow. A lot of guys are, are more negative than they ever think no thought hope. they were. Huh? No hope, Jordan. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, Ronnie and I are just gonna stay negative. <laughs> oh, how funny! Well, you're just there. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all have learned to exist in that environment. Agree to agree. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's another question: Have I established the foundation of an affectionately listen, satisfied person? Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that comes out of security. That comes out of confidence. That comes out of like Rodney said, being filled with the Lord first, and not expecting someone to fill all your needs next. Have I set high, listen, self-expectations? Mm. Guys, I know you can't come home and, come on, let's admit it. Okay, let's admit it. Having ha, Receiving affection sometimes is like getting a new toy. Yeah. Like we like it for the moment, but after a while it becomes old. Mm. And your wife feels that way. Your, feels, your wife can sometimes feel like you just wanted me for that moment, and now you're not really paying attention to me the rest of the moments. Mm. Well, you have to set high expectations for yourself that I'm going to be a little more confident. I'm going to be a little more secure. Right. Um, right. So oh, here's another one. Have I made my desires and expectations clear? Like, do you talk about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Affection just doesn't naturally happen. Yeah. Like Disney movies give us this impression that all, all you got to do is look at each other and the leg pops and the eye twinkles and you never make a mistake. Yeah. Oh, no. Affection is something you actually have to work at on a daily basis, right? What? Wait. Yeah. I mean, no, exactly. (laughs) Because the misnomer there is you think, well, if I'm working for affection, well, then how romantic is that? Mm. But the more you actually work at it, stop. The more you actually work at it, like dancing, the more natural it becomes. Yes. And after a while, you actually sort of find yourself not working at certain things. It just just sort of happens. Okay, can I talk to single guys for just a moment? Because I know we have a lot of young men. No, I was just about to do that. You were? Yeah. You want to, you want to talk no, to No, one of the guys? points you said you said like you have to set high self expectations. Okay, go on. So a lot of people will be like, "Man, I'm so lonely," especially in youth group. Oh. Like, I'm so lonely. I don't have anybody. Like, I'm looking for the right girl or the right guy, and I just can't ever find anybody. Um, that's just like good, you know. Wow. Especially among women. Yeah. Women. Sorry. But the thing is, All like, the single babies. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's an wow. interesting voice. But anyways, what I was saying is. 
Like, instead of, like, looking for, like, setting your expectations for somebody else, you should set your expect expectations to be somebody that the person that you want wants. Yes. You yeah. know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. I don't yes. know if that made sense. But, yes. like, become the person that you want to date would want to date. No, that's a great point because a lot of times, well said, a lot of times we only focus on what I want out exactly. of a person. And so that's so self-centered but are you actually, to your point, are you actually the person that, if you see that person that you want, do they want you? Would they, like, yeah, uh, like you want somebody with high expectations. You yes. don't want somebody that's going to go for anybody. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 and it's not just the exterior, right? Because anybody can fake being something else oh, for, a, for a few yeah. weeks. Yeah, right. Eventually, they're going to see all the McDonald's wrappers in your car and oh, you're yeah. not Mr. Organized. Yes. Or the other way <laughs> no, around. No, right. right. So if you're not working on that, it's going to rear its ugly head anyway. It, it 100%. Exactly Not everybody right. has uh, Garrett Graham's crystal clear blue eyes. Oh, oh how funny. Did I just say? Uh, yeah. Garrett and Graham. Yes. Oh, my God. I know you two single boys are listening. Yes, <laughs> Not yes, everybody yes. looks like a Greek god, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Thank you. You never called me that, Jordan, but I appreciate yeah. that. Wait. That's what I think of when I look okay, at you. Yeah, only, yeah. No way, man. Yeah. The only likeness in a Greek god is if it's made out of white marble. That's me. Oh right? I'm so white. I look like white marble. The rest of the... Anyway, moving on. Oh, but to your point, that's a great point. You do hear that a lot among mm -hmm. your younger men, that they're only looking for somebody that they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But have they ever... Have they ever been taught? Well, are you? Is this a word? Wantable? Like, are you desirable? Yeah, Would yeah, she yeah, want yeah. you? Now. Right? You know, like you're you're so focused on what you want. Well, goodness gracious, if that's how the relationship exists, then she's she's the one giving everything, and yeah. you're just receiving. She's yeah. going to go bankrupt yeah. after a yeah. while, right? So anyway, that's a great point. Let me single guys. Let me talk to you about dating. Being single where you are, there's levels of singleness. Obviously, some of our younger crowd, middle school, high school, well, obviously, duh, you're single there for a reason, for a season. <laughs> yeah. But but there's some that are single. Some are called to be single for life. Paul actually comments on that in the Bible where he says it's better for you to be unmarried for a moment. You don't have as much weight, sort of, if you will. You can go wherever God wants you. Some are called to be single for life. Some are single um, because they went through a situation where they're now single again, mm. uh, if you will. But in your singleness, in your dating uh, let me let me talk to you young men. Listen to the Bible in 2 Timothy 2.21. This is the New Living Translation. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a, a utensil God can use for his purpose. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Wow. Here's my point. In your singleness, focus on God. To Rodney's point, because when you get married, you're still going to have to focus on God. And you have to learn how to focus on God because your wife yes. will, will not... She will never one hundred percent meet all of your needs. No. Yeah. And if you expect that, you're gonna you're gonna live in disappointment. You're like to Jordan's point. You're gonna be like, I thought she was the one that was everything. There is no one single person on this planet that is everything. Right. Um. For you, Christ is that. And as you see that, you can develop that. What do I, okay? What do I mean by? Let me give some practical tips, young men. So first of all, let's talk about respect. Um, a, a woman is attracted to somebody that she can respect, yeah. yes. and a woman is attracted to somebody who gives respect. A hundred percent, yeah. So respect, work on it. Develop it, be it, and to Rodney's point earlier, earn it. Yeah, and okay. a lot of time to get respect, you have to give it first. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah, so like that's part of the part part of what you were saying is that she also wants you to be giving respect to oh, other people. Yeah, not just Especially her. Especially if going back to your first point, mm. there's a history 
uh, of men in general that have proven to her that yeah, that right. respect is not readily available. Right. So it, you're, you almost you're you're already against it from day one. You better get serious about it. Exactly. One hundred percent. Here's another one. Um, okay, if you ever see a girl that follows a guy around like a puppy dog, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 desire puppy dog love. Where you just want that little puppy dog following you around everywhere, sit, wait. You don't want her stop. to obsess over you. No, that's not healthy. No. Well, and, and that works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. If if you've ever been told, hey man, back back off a little. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. Off. Oh yeah. Because that's the confidence thing that you oh always talk gosh, about. Oh my gosh, Rodney, that's a great point. Like it, it, women, uh, yeah, that's nice to get that attention right at first, and then uh, it's like I I got to come up for air. Yeah, that's you know, such a great point. And that, oh, what man. that is is insecurity, a lack of confidence, and right. so it just starts to. Boy, that just, nailed a lot of guys. If you are could be nailed, Leah, don't be the guy that follows her around like a puppy dog, begging mm. for her affection. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah. That goes both ways. Here's another one: De- develop an environment of care. Women ultimately want to know that they're going to be cared for. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like you're going to make the most money and you're going to provide all this stuff. That just means at the end of the day, no matter what happens, your future spouse, single guys, your future spouse needs to know that you're going to do whatever it takes to take care of her. Mm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Once she knows that, oh my goodness, she falls in love with you. Here's and another that can one. even be practical things like just like looking for her in a room or like walking on the right side of the road oh, or yeah. opening doors, like all of those like little gentleman things, things that yes. are like cliche or whatever. Those are the things that actually develop a, a I don't know, care. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one, 100%. <laughs> Here's, yeah. here's another principle. Um, develop confident moves. Mm. What do I mean by that? Confidence moves the heart. So uh, uh, a female, like single guys, a female likes to see guys that are confident, not cocky, n- not, uh, oh, I'm thinking of the book, um, The Princess and a Kiss, or The Prince, Princess oh. and a Kiss, not the guy that is um, that is so confident about himself that he doesn't really need her. It's like, you're grateful to be in my presence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not that. Not arrogance. Not arrogance. Confidence. Correct. Confidence. Like, she wants to know that this guy is secure in his walk, secure where he is. Yeah. And, you know, I want, I'm attracted to that. And for, like, younger people, that's really hard to know the difference, especially yeah. if you're, like, you know, middle high school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You are going to be like so confused by what that even means. Right. So if you're confused by what that means, you look for somebody who actually exhibits that character already and like mm. follow them. Yes. That's why we have mentorships. One hundred percent. Well, and it's also why so many kids are lost because they're looking for the wrong mentors. Or they're they're not in the word. They're not yeah properly mentored by people. Yeah. That are biblically centered, yeah. and so they're they're looking in all the wrong. And, and to Jordan's Same point, that's a great that's a great comment. You know, like that. I guess that could be a, a future episode as well. Like speaking that to single guys, you're probably not going to know what that looks like. So how do you how do you find it? How do you discover it? That's a great follow up. Here's a last note to to our um, single guys: self worth is the most attractive model. Mm. In other words, a guy that knows his purpose, a guy that has self value, self worth. He's taking care of himself. Mm. So when most women say they want a godly man, here's the translation. It doesn't mean that he knows scripture back and forth, and it doesn't mean that he could preach on the street. And 
they they know a, a man that is willing and confident enough to pursue God even in his weakness. Wow. Yeah. That's what they mean. Yeah. They don't mean you're perfect. They don't mean that you're Mr. Bible. They, they, they're like, this guy really has a heart to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's all the guy, all the things you just listed about single guys could be applied to married guys too. Like 100%. maybe they lost some of what they did yes. while, when they were dating. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then great. That's a great point. They're like, After okay. The honeymoon or whatever. Yeah. It just kind of got worn off. Come They've on. Gone out of Kids, the rhythm of things. Work. Come yeah. on. Promotions. So trying to, trying to make ends meet. Exactly. So go yeah. back and have some self-reflection there too. Absolutely. Gary so. Chapman says, he tells wives, don't expect to happen um, after you get married, what happened before you were married. Mm. And then he goes into reminding guys exactly what you just said. So what I'm teaching you got single guys before you're married, you got to keep doing it after you say I do. I want to have a little fun. I want to close this out because this was maybe a heavy subject, okay? Um, so I began the podcast jokingly. I don't know if you picked up on it. My voice was a little deeper and we talked <laughs> about Barry White. <laughs> when I was writing this, um, I immediately, for whatever reason, came to mind Barry White songs. Now, listen, I'm not endorsing all of his lyrics. There's no way I can. <laughs> all right, they're not biblical, but he's he's Mr. Romance. I want to read you some lyrics. I want to read lyrics, and I want to tell you wh- where the good part is. So here's sort of the narcissistic part about it. Um, can't get enough of your love. Let me read this. I wish I could sing it. My darling, I, I can't get enough of your love, baby. Uh, that's the song. Here's what he says. Girl, if I could only make you see and make you understand. Girl, your love for me is all I need. Okay, that sounds good, but it's false. And more than I can stand. Oh, well, baby, how can I explain all the things I feel? You've given me so much. Girl, you're so unreal. Still, I keep loving you more and more each time. Girl, what am I going to do because you're blowing my mind? It's not that bad. But what he's basically trying to communicate to her is like, all I need is just your love. Well, no, you need more than that. Yeah. yeah. Right? All the things we do. But here in that song, here's the lines that I do like. And he speaks this part instead of seeing this part. If you will go home and say this to your wife and try to say it in Barry White's voice. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. That's not going to happen for me. No. no. <laughs> not going to happen for me, man. <laughs> He's, he says it um, at, at the, uh, I think at the end, near the end of the song, he speaks it. He says, baby, it didn't take all my life to find you but you can believe it's going to take the rest of my life to keep you. Mm. That's cool. That's a cool part of the song. Yeah. Right? Now, one last Barry White line. It's out of the song, you're my first, you're my last, you're my everything. He starts out saying this. I, I love this. He starts out speaking this. Go home and say this to your wife as well. He goes, we got it together, didn't we? Nobody but you and me. We got it together, baby. <laughs> I love that. And uh, instead of coming home and saying, yeah. why aren't you in a bikini? Give me some, PT. Good for yeah. you. Good for Less me. Less me, more we. Come, yeah. come on, Rodney. Why don't you write a Barry White song, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's more saying like us against the world and like you give me what I want. Come, Jordan, why wow. don't you write an episode? There we go. What? Oh my God! I'm writing it right now. No. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. Instead of coming home and saying, "Give me some PT," yeah, let's just end it where we started. Instead of coming home and saying, "Give me some PT," and she's like, "Wait, what? No!" Like ten minutes ago, you wrote me a nasty text. Like, no, 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 no. All right, go home and say, "Honey, we did it." Yeah, like we're we're in this together. Nobody but you and me. We were the ones that got it together, baby. And then you can start singing, "You're my first. 
You're my last. You're my everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I've never heard that song until today. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah. And he was the inventor of the wheelbarrow yeah, too. Another, no way. <laughs> another Rambo moment brought to you by Oh, I love it. Hey guys, we love you. Go home and love your wives, but as Rodney says, Fall in love with Christ first. Yeah. Let him meet your needs. Mm. And in an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about what if the script were flipped? How do you deal with that? But hopefully in this area, you've identified some ways that you can improve um, and, and increase the environment of affection in your home. We love you. We're praying for you. Be blessed. Go home and sing some Barry White lyrics for just a moment. And give me some PT. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>